Okay, so Bezras Hashem, tonight we're going to be continuing with our series of Shirim on entering into the Sea of Wisdom, based on the weekly teachings of the Gon and the Tzaddik of Yitzhak Maya Morgenstern Shlita. And um, so this week, this week's was incredibly packed. It was like 107 pages or something. Um, just, just an insane amount of material. But, um, but the one Nakuda I want to speak on is is a, a much smaller part of a, a theme that the Rebbe was talking about from previous years with regards to the Chet Maraglim and the faulty way of approaching the land of Eretz Yisrael. But there's one small Nakuda within a number of Nakudos that I think is such an instructive and fundamental piece of what the Rebbe tries to speak about so often that to try and utilize the few minutes that we have tonight to really just kind of give an overview, uh, a general overview uh, of this concept that can be discussed for, for a number of hours. To be makdim, what the Rebbe brings down is a famous teaching in the names of Hasidus, in particular through the Balatanya and the Middle Rebbe, but also implied in the writings of the Arizal, is that one of the major mistakes of the Dor Hadeya, of the Dor HaMidbar, when it came to entering into the land of Eretz Yisrael, was the fear that the transition from the experience in the Midbar into the experience in Eretz Yisrael would be like a transition from the supernal worlds of spiritual clarity, where everything was rarefied and clear and pure and there was no distortion or no distinction. And it would be a descent into a place of actuality, of real experience in this world, of physicality, of mundane reality, of a need to cultivate and toil for the land. And so there was a fear of leaving this transcendent experience of divine bliss and entering into a real world experience of engaging in this worldliness for the sake of cultivating an attachment to God. And naturally speaking, those who seek spiritual pleasure, spiritual bliss would see a descent like that as something frightening, as something negative, perhaps. And therefore, that fear on a certain level, whatever psychological level we can be speaking on when it comes to talking about the Orhadeya, was what led to this chet of Maraglim, this fear of transitioning from spiritual transcendence into a world of imminent reality, which was a terrifying, almost traumatic descent in the eyes of the Maraglim. Now, in order to properly explain why this is not a problem and why the descent away from spiritual clarity into spiritual confusion is not only not a problem, but rather an ideal that can bring about a deeper level of spiritual experience. So the Rebbe explains very quickly the overview of the worlds that the Arizal teaches us about or, or explains based on the writings of the Zohar. And it's this structure of the worlds and really this triparate breakdown of the levels of the world, three different gradations of worlds and their interrelationship with one another that will give birth not only to a proper understanding of the Chet of the Miraglim, but also to so much of the Gufei Torah that the Rebbe himself is talking about in so many of his Ma'amarim and really, in my humble opinion, one of the foundational elements that rests at the core of the Rebbe's system. Generally speaking, there are going to be three levels of worlds, or there are five worlds in general. Then the first world is going to be its own category. The second world is going to be its own category. And the last three are going to be grouped together. 
So the first world, or the most supernal world, the loftiest and the first expression of spatial and spiritual coordinates through which God creates the world, is something that is referred to as Adam Kadmon, known in the writings of the Arizal and by the Mikubalim, by the Roshe Tevos, Ak, Aleph Kuf, standing for Adam Kadmon. So there was the Tzimtzum, prior to the Tzimtzum, the infinite light of HaKadosh Baruch who saturated all possible space. Then for the sake of the creation of the world, after the arousal of the desire, so to speak, in the unfathomable depths of the infinite mind to create the world. So there was a Tzimtzum, which was a removal or a contraction or a concealment, if you will, of that infinite light to the sides, which left behind in a very simple way, an empty vacant space in a circular kind of halal or a void in abysmal depths with no presence of godliness found in it. And then there was a re-entrance of the kav of the Ein Sof. There was a measured ray of infinitude that descended back down into that vacant space where the original saturating light of the infinite was present so that there could be a measured presence of godliness again. Now, again, each and every one of these topics deserves hours and hours of its own discussion, the possibility of vacancy, what the symptom actually was, how you can have a measured expression of infinitude. All of these have thousands of pages written on it, and these are gufe Torah that deserve as much attention as any sugya in the Gemara with the Meforshim and the Achreinim and the Rishonim and the Pilpulim. But for the sake of our understanding, this kav comes back down into the Chalal, and it re-enters this vacant space. And the first world that is formed around that kav is the world called Adam Kadmon. Now, Adam Kadmon is the loftiest level that the Arizal speaks about at least in the writings of Rechaim Vital. After the world of Adam Kadmon, at the mid-level of Adam Kadmon, where the measured worlds of human experience begin to take root, we're going to have four worlds that form on the level of Adam Kadmon. And that's going to be the worlds of Atsilus, Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. So the five worlds that we have are Adam Kadmon, Atsilus, Bria, Yitzira, and Yasiya aligned with the four-letter name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is typically going to be the grounding metaphor for all of these symbols and all of these ideas. The Kutsa Shel Yud, the loftiest point of the Yud, is representative of Adam Kadmon. The Yud itself is going to be representative of the world of Atsilus. The first He of the Shem Havaya is going to be associated with the world of Bria. The Vav of the Shem Havai is going to be associated with the world of Yitzira. And the last He, or the lowest expression, is going to be associated with the world of Asiya. Now, putting aside Adam Kadmon for a moment, so what we're going to look at now is the interrelationship and the difference at play between the world of Atsilus and the three worlds referred to as the worlds of separation of Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. The world of Atsilus very similar to the world of Adam Kadmon, is a world of supernal unity. There is a unified presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu there. There is no distortion. There is no distinction. There's no concept of klipos or negativity there. It is the first expression of vessels that are meant to serve as receptacles for the light. But paradoxically speaking, based on the Zohar, the vessels and the light in Olam HaAtzias are both simultaneously expressive of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's unity. So in spite of the fact that it is the birthplace of 
unity and difference that allows unity to express itself. The difference at the level of Olam HaAtzias is still subsumed within unity. So you have the burgeoning potential of separation, but it is subsumed and contained within the blinding unity of the world of Atzilus. So in the world of Atzilus, which corresponds to the first Yud, everything is good. There's no negativity. There's no concealment and nothing goes wrong there. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence is infinite and present. It is only in the worlds that follow the worlds of Bria Yitzira and Asi that follow the world of Atzilus, which is Bria Yitzira and Asiya, that we begin to find separation. Now, these three worlds are grouped together very often and referred to as Olamos of Pirud, worlds of separation. But at the same point, each of them have their own gradations of separation. So the world of Bria, which is the first world of separation, is going to be referred to as mainly good with residual presence of negativity. The world of Yitzira, which is going to be this intermediary level of the three worlds of separation, will be considered half-half. There is good and there is bad. It's associated with the Eitz Hadas, Tov and Ra. It's associated with the six Siddharm of Mishnayos, where there's kosher and there's Pasal and there's Mutter and there's and there's Asur and there's Tameh and there's Tahor. There's six sides of experience, all splitting themselves up on equal footing. And then the world of Asiyo, which is the lowest world corresponding to the world that we find ourselves in, it's going to be Riboy Ra, mainly negative, with a little bit of good found within it. And what we experience in human experience is Asiya da Asiya, the lowest limit level, the most particularized particular that can potentially be particularized is where we find ourselves, or what the Balatanya refers to as the the doubled over concealment and darkness. So typically speaking, when a person looks at the world of Atsilus, Atsilus is a supernal unity that cannot tolerate disunity. It cannot tolerate separation. It is a unity that is so delicate. It is a unity that doesn't have any room for separation or distortion. It is a spiritual bliss that has no room for any physical engagement, for any demyonos, for imagination. The worlds of Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya, on the other hand, are worlds that have a difficult time tolerating spirituality. They're worlds of concealment, of mundanity, of anxiety, of being caught up with the self, with egoism, and having a very difficult time remembering godliness. These two worlds stand in polar opposition to each other. Atsilas represents clarity and divine unity. The worlds of Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya represent the worlds of separation and fragmentation, where it's very difficult to find the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The world of Adam Kadmon, however, which is the highest level, is a world that goes through the world of Atsilas and also breaches into the worlds of Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. The Chiddush of Adam Kadmon is that it is a unity that is so profound that it can contain concealment and separation within itself. The worlds of Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya cannot be tolerated by the world of Atzilus, as we see in the writings of the Arizal that there's no interrelationship between those worlds, because it's a delicate spirituality that cannot tolerate physicality or concealment. Adam Kadmon, however, is of such a lofty and profound level that it descends all the way down into the depths of Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya as well, because it is a spirituality of such profound unified nature that it finds itself present in worlds of concealment concealment and distortion as well. That's ultimately the goal. The goal, we start off in a world of Atsilas. We start off with this notion that the ideal is pure spiritual bliss. 
without any distortion, without any separation, without any need to engage in physical reality. And then we find ourselves falling into a world of Briyatsira Nasiya. We find ourselves stuck in worlds of separation, anxiety, concealment, and all of the things that seem to be opposite the world of Atsilas. But the goal of the descent away from Atsilas into the worlds of separation is to reveal that even in the very depths of the world of separation, in the depths of those three worlds of Pirud and Klipos and concealment and all of the things that go bump in our lives, when we dig deep enough and uncover the light of Adam Kadmon that is found there, what we uncover is the true unity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is that the self and nothingness operate in unison, that light and darkness operate in a unified way that is miraculous because the light of godliness descends even into the deepest darkest territories where we're absolutely convinced that the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not found. This is the goal of all of creation. Before creation, HaKadosh Baruch Hu operated at a level of Atzilus, operated at a level of unity that could not tolerate disunity. Creation itself is a descent into disunity in all modes of disunity. The purpose of creation is to take all of those modes of disunity and separateness and to draw them back up to reveal the light of God and show that the unity is found down here as well, thereby magnifying the perfection that existed prior to the creation of the world. This three-step process, the descent away from Atsilus into the worlds of Bria Yitzir for the sake of revealing the true holiness of Adam Kadmon, or phrased differently in the Rebbe's writings, the descent away from Chachma into the world of Bina, for the sake of revealing the light of Kesser, or the descent away from light into darkness to reveal a light that is greater than consumes darkness itself. This three-step process is the dance of the Rebbe's Torah, to come down into distortion, to reveal that distortion is not simply not the negation of light, but rather the magnification of light. That's the entire Tachlis, and that can be found in nearly any piece of the Rebbe's Torah. And that being said, what we can return back to now, just briefly, is going to be the teaching itself with regards to the Maraglim. So we can see how the Rabbi utilizes this Nakuda to explain the Gufe Torah itself. So like we said, the Maraglim were terrified of descending away from the world of Atzilus, of leaving that world of supernal unity, and descending into the world of concealment. They were afraid of that, very naturally. What they didn't understand on a certain level is that by descending deeply into the negated territories of human experience, it's specifically there that we reveal the true light of godliness. So the Rebbe writes as follows, and this is on page Nunvav from this week's printout in Os Yudches. When it comes to godly's presence in this world, our understanding of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even though it descends below out of the world of Atsilis into the worlds of separation, and all of the negative klipos and concealing factors and husks of impurity in our lives are experienced down there. Nevertheless, the descent is for the sake of the eventual ascent. That the entire purpose of the descent of the Shekhinah into the world of separation, so that through this descent into the worlds of separation, we can then rectify and elevate the worlds of separation back up to godliness. And on a practical level, what this means in, in Talmud Torah is v'yumadu hagamaros amishnayos v'halachos, which correspond to the worlds of separation, or 
to descend into the world of revealed Torah, into Mishnayos, into Gufe Halachos, into that which appears to be the opposite of the Torah of unity, and to reveal that this is also part and parcel of the Torah of unity. And by descending into the world of separation, we will eventually ascend out of the world of Briyetzir and Asiya, bringing it back up to the world of Atsilas, which is the place of Dveikas. And at that point, it's not simply that we go back up to the world of Atsilas. It's not simply that we go back up to that place of unity that has no tolerance for disunity. But rather, at that point, all of the separation and the concealment and the destructive nature of this worldliness and the worlds of Bria and Yitzira and Asiya, we elevate them back up to their essential purpose, which is bringing them back up to the Darga of Adam Kadmon, like we said, which is of a higher level of Atsilas. Why? Because the tachlis of the creation of the world and the purpose which we will arrive at in the end is to reveal that it is specifically down here in the worlds of separation, in the worlds of Yitzir and Asiya, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to have a dira, which is higher than the world of Atsilas, because it's a revelation that even concealment doesn't conceal HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this is the aspect of Viyam represents it represents the physicality of this world. The legs of a Baruch Hu, so to speak, descending into the world of Asiya represents that world of Adam Kadmon unfolding into the very nether regions of this worldliness, of this worldly experience. She is Galu that on a spiritual level, the legs of Adam Kadmon on their supernal level, whatever that image means in its true sense, descends into this world of separation. And at that point, the essential revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence will not be up there, but rather it will be down here. And all of this would have begun properly if the Meraglim were mishtokek and yearned after the presence of godliness in this world properly. Which was found by their Rebbe Moshe Rabbeinu. And that they connected deeply enough to Moshe Rabbeinu and understood the true desire that Moshe Rabbeinu had for them, and they would have done things properly. And at that point, they would have drawn down the world of Atsilas that Moshe Rabbeinu represented, the Chacham of Moshe Rabbeinu, and they would have drawn it down into Elam Ha'asiyah Mamish, into the worlds of physicality. And at that point, they would have transformed the concealment of the worlds of separation into a resting place for the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Aside from the Meraglim, the value and the practical insight that an idea like this offers a person in their day-to-day life is unlimited. Because when a person encounters the opposite of Kedusha, when a person encounters the opposite of supernal unity, which is where most of us spend our lives, in our hearts, in our minds, in our physical experiences, but to learn and to believe deeply enough that not only are these experiences not the negation of spirituality, Not only do they not stand in opposition to spirituality, but rather they serve as the very receptacles necessary for uncovering the deepest level of spirituality imaginable. 
And yes, in the future, everybody will come to realize this, but to be given the ability to taste this in the present moment, to transform the traffic jams of an individual's life and the lines in the, in the stores and the frustrations and the pettiness and all of the different things that affect the person on a daily basis, each and every person's world of separation, to recognize here and now that those moments, those pockets of difficult energy are in truth the very vessels that are meant to create a presence of godliness in this world. We thereby tape this world and we magnify the potency of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's life. We say, Hashem, you've sent us into darkness. We're not only not going to be fooled by the darkness, but we're going to take the darkness and transform it into vessels that adorn your perfection, that make your perfection more perfect, which is ultimately the very purpose of what it means to be a human being, to make this world slightly holier and more perfect than it already is. And Be'ezrus Hashem, to understand a little bit of the Rebbe's Mahalach, of going down from Atzilus into the worlds of separation for the ultimate sake of revealing a holiness of Adam Kadman that is even greater, and we can begin to inculcate these ideas into ourselves and, and begin to believe in them a little bit and to live with them a little bit. Be'ezrus Hashem.